Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast. This is episode number 86 and I'm your host Jonathan Miley. Recently Joel and I got to sit down and talk to Marla Rausch who's the CEO of Animation Vertigo, a motion capture studio in uh, the video game industry. Uh, we had a really pleasant talk, really enjoyed our conversation that we had and uh, thought it was really interesting so we hope you do too. Uh, if you want to find out more about Darkstation, you can find us at darkstation.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at darkstation underscore com. If you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes, you can do that. And while you're there, send us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, and then finally, if you uh, want to send us any emails, you can do that at podcast at darkstation.com. Um, and if you want to find out more information about Animation Vertigo, we will have links to their Facebook website and stuff like that in the show notes. Anyway, hope you enjoy this episode. On with the show. Thank you, Marla, for joining us today and taking the time to sit down to talk to us. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. A little tired. Had some uh, direct TV <laughs> training this morning with the company that I work for, but otherwise I'm doing well. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. Hey, I, I beat you, though, because uh, I'm tired because I just came from the Philippines and I'm fairly jet-lagged right now. I'm I not sure imagine. if I'm answering your questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> this should make this interview even more interesting. Absolutely. That would be nice. Uh, so, uh, in doing some kind of research to, to prepare for this interview, uh, we found out that you were named Queen of Motion Capture. Oh, and, dear. Uh, yeah, w what does that mean? <laughs> Well, according to uh, according to colleagues of mine, apparently I'm now called Your Majesty, which makes me deathly afa afraid of going to uh, E3 next week. But <laughs> um, I guess it, it motion capture. There's just so many, like in 3D animation world, I suppose. There's just more men than there are women, and I'm one of the very few um, who are really adept, or well, really into motion capture and everything else that goes with it. And, uh, yeah, named Queen, and who knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, that, that's great for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was crowned, and I never even knew it. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite the honor. Um, so if we could start off the interview with just uh, a little bit of information about um, Animation Vertigo. That is the, you're the CEO of... Correct. Uh, animation Vertigo. Uh, can you tell us a little about who you guys are, where you're located, how large you are, that kind of stuff? All right. So Animation Vertigo is actually, we're an outsourced management company. We have a, a studio in the Philippines where an amazing pool of talented um, motion editors, trackers, and basically motion capture specialists are there. And what we do, um, we're located in Irvine, and uh, like I said, the studios in the Philippines. And what we do is basically provide um, the added support for all the motion capture production houses and development companies and video game companies out there, and uh, kind of be their um, 
what you would call a plug and play company. You know, we we basically are their office outside their office, their studio outside their studio. So, and Animation Vertigo meets their needs and um, makes sure that we hit their milestones all the time. Okay, so so are you doing the motion capturing in house, or is you're kind of managing the other companies that are doing that? Is that um, understanding that correctly? Or? Yes. So Animation Vertigo, we manage the company, but okay. I also I also uh, I'm I'm queen of everything. Let me tell you, Bill. So <laughs> I, I manage them and I I take care of and I own them as well. So it's one of those things where. Um, I have to be able to train them, and everything's proprietary, and this gives me the ability to make sure I uh, keep control of all of that. The information we have is just so important to my clients, and that's something that uh, I make sure is protected. So, if I understand correctly, you work directly with the motion capture stuff as well? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's cool. true. Yep. Um, so, so how big is um, Animation Vertigo? Um, we're about, yeah, in terms of people, we're about 35 to 40. We've got some um, technical directors that we hire on a consulting basis depending on, um, you know, the technic, uh, how technical a project can get. Um, but we have a full staff of uh, motion editors and trackers in the Philippines of about 35. And, um, you know, We've managed to scale up and down when we need to, especially when clients tend to be a little bit more busy during certain times of the year. And uh, when that happens, then uh, I just rush in training and get some people up and running and make them and have them in-house as soon as I can. Very cool. Um, yeah. so, so how long have you guys been around? Uh, been around. It's always funny when I when I think about it, but I've been around since uh, about two thousand and four is when we first started, and I I always feel like it's something new and something different, but or something new and you know it hasn't been that long, but really it's two thousand four, so it's been a while. It's about nine years, I think, or something. So that's what now, they tell me. me with, yeah, forgive <laughs> me, forgive me for, with my math if it's wrong. <laughs> So, Marla, what, what got you into, or I should say Your Majesty, what, what got you into uh, motion capture? Well, um, it's an it's a, uh, embarrassing and interesting story, but I happened to be waiting for my husband to leave the office. He was working on motion capture, and I was sitting there looking at what he was doing. I looked at it said, you know what, that looks really interesting. And got involved with the uh, whole uh, cleaning of the data, tracking of the data, and then got into freelance work with uh, Sony in San Diego. And, you know, uh, especially now, if you look at the VFX houses and stuff like that, you're looking at more and more people, hire people because there's a project. And then when the project's all done, they kind of let them go. And what that does for a company is basically, you know, you hire people, train them up, get them all ready for the project, let them go. And then when you need them again, you kind of have to either search for them. And if they're not available anymore, you bring more people in and train them again. So that's kind of how I got involved in it was um, being involved in the hiring and firing of the people. I said, well, what if, you know, you can get some people who can be in-house or, or rather, you know, um, trained up 
and not in-house, and I support it since I know how to do it and I can train people and get them running in it and go from there. And um, we started small. We started with three, and word got out, and now we're 35, and we're working with a lot of the really, really cool video game and production houses. Very cool. I mean, hey, you're moving the right direction, so that's, that's always a good thing. Um, kind of taking a sidestep from that, I mean, are, are you still doing a lot of work, or are you more managing now? Um, every once in a while, I like to dabble in what I call, you know, get getting my hands wet and dirty, but no, they, they would run rings around me by now. They, they, they are so fast now, and they're so good, but what I do with them, though, is um, with the team, is I still do uh, look at the, the quality, make sure that it is the uh, level of quality and the standard that I'm looking for, especially when it's a new client. That's something I want to be able to do is just make sure before anything goes back to the client and before a test goes back to the client, I get to take a look at it and make sure that it's exactly where I want it to be. I want to make sure that Animation Vertigo um, the standard that we've developed over the nine years kind of still gets there. I don't, I have still a bit of a control freak queen that I am, you know, to make sure that before it goes out, I get to have my touch and then it goes to the client and hope and, you know, hope for the best. But usually they, they're quite happy with the quality of work. That's awesome. I mean, so Jonathan and I know kind of the basics, but I mean, Give us kind of the overview. What what actually goes into motion capture? What what does a normal day look like for some of your staff? All right. So well, so motion capture. Um, once the uh, the whole data is acquired on stage, our clients takes care of you know from the shot list. They have all the motions and and ideas. The directors all there. They get the actors all there, and they and this is our clients. So they're. The ones preparing, making sure the shoot's all done. What kind of shoot is it? Is it cinematic? Is it in-game? And then once they've captured, depending on how many days the capture may be, depending on what kind of um, shoots they are, um, at the end of the day, at the end of a shoot day, they can shoot out an email to me saying, hey, Marla, um, data is heading out to yours. You, here's the expected um, output. This is what we kind of are waiting for. And here's the deadline, which is of course, always the most important thing for them. Um, and uh, so when that happens, we have a 24-6 um, uh, work hour. So we work six days a week, 24 hours. We have eight shifts, uh, three shifts, <laughs> eight shifts, yeah. um, three shifts. <laughs> and um, so anytime the data arrives, somebody's always going to be there ready to receive it give them the information that they need, give them the instructions, and off they go. And if there are any problems, then they communicate with me. And that's kind of how the whole thing happens. It becomes a little bit of a circus when you have, like, you know, five clients coming in with anywhere one to two projects at a time, and then it becomes really fun. Yeah, wow. I mean, those are some... That's some intense uh, shifts you got going there. I mean, the caffeine bill's got to be outrageous <laughs> to keep people going like that. Oh yes, the caffeine and the nicotine is never. It's not <laughs> the healthiest thing I have to say. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's a three shift uh, workday, so it's still eight hours, and right. you know they're able to get some rest. They're able to uh, something we 
I firmly believe in is, you know, if you got healthy, happy, balanced people, they're going to produce the most amazing results. And so far, that's really what's going on. Great. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't even know where to go from there, but I mean, <laughs> just trying to get my head around why why such the tight turnarounds is I mean is that just kind of a standard or is that kind of what you guys are trying to provide? Because I mean that's uh, you guys seem to be doing a lot of work in a short amount of time. Oh yeah, um, well, um, I guess in entertainment and especially in LA, well, no, that's wrong. In anywhere around the world, when you're talking about entertainment, you're really talking about when the release is going, when the game's going to be released, or when a production's supposed to, to, to end. And what, uh, since our part, since Animation Vertigo's part and the whole pipeline is really at the start of it, if we trip or if we, you know, make a mess at the start, that's just a domino effect of, you know, just delays and, you know, mistakes and things needing to be fixed. So um, as much as we can, uh, what I'd like to, what I like doing is delivering the data the next day. But you know, certainly within reason, of course. You know, we deliver as much as we can the next day and the next day until it's all complete, because that also gives the client a chance to look through it. You know, give us feedback. We can do a touch and everything. And once it's completed, then it just becomes this, um, this. Uh, process where it's like oh we know what you expect and this is how we're going to do it and we just keep on plugging and it just flows from there but that's generally why they need it as fast as they can because after our job is done you've got the animators making this uh the motion that we've we've cleaned up and we've put into their character for example and make it give it the emotion that it needs. It, it's going from the really the technical side of what's just been captured on stage into the, oh, but it's a strong and an amazing, you know, amazingly scary looking ogre. And that's where the animators come in and that's where they, they do their, their, you know, their magic. And so we need to kind of be on, our, on top of it all and make sure that they get it so that they can start working on it as soon as they can. So what's it? I mean, so obviously motion captures with human actors. What's what's mm -hmm. that kind of process like? I mean, I'm sure you're working with tons of different motion capture. I mean, tons of different actors doing mm -hmm. tons of different maneuvers. I mean, what's that process kind of like? Well, I think it's it's pretty interesting because um, uh, there's been times when we've I've seen um, uh, clients who captured uh, a toddler, and they're very interesting because you realize that when a little kid is walking you you watch them and you realize that oh the head is actually leading the entire body that's that's quite interesting you know you right. know, oh it's he's gonna fall but then you realize no no it's it's a controlled fall almost right. you know um we've also had a chance where we um there was a one of our bigger uh games that we were in we were so fortunate to be involved in was with call of duty and you know got a chance to watch the um, actors in action, you know, climate, it was a cinematic, so they were climbing in and out of a Jeep and they were talking to each other, you know, very, very frantically because there's a bomb going on, which in, in a stage that's basically surrounded by cameras everywhere, it, it seems almost funny because it's like, what are you talking about? But 
also it's quite impressive how the actors can get into the role, you know, with really nothing around them except for props and, you know, not even a, a reasonable looking set. It's really just a room with a lot of, with a lot of cameras. And I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of, um, uh, I'm so amazed with them, just how they're able to just, you know, really enact how, you know, I'm going to kill you and stuff. And <laughs> it's just, wow, it's pretty impressive. But that's generally what you're looking at. You're looking at, um, had also an opportunity to see uh, martial arts in action as well. And, you know, realizing the technology still follows what humans do. You know, the, the hands were so fast, the feet were so fast that, that the machines actually had to be sped up just so that they'll be able to capture the, the, uh, the motion of the, of the human being. And that was pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. Although I think uh, I think my uh, favorite one was um, when uh, I forget which client it was, but they had sent us a uh, data, and one of them was um, uh, a pregnant lady. And uh, I tell you, the toddler was something; the pregnant woman was also something else. You know, just the <laughs> sense of balance is also a little off there, and the waist is also gone. So you're like, "Huh, this is interesting." So it's pretty amazing. So when when you're working with the the actors and your your motion capturing stuff, um, mm-hmm. is is there a different process for when you're when what your the data that you're recording is going to be going into a pre-rendered cutscene versus you know something that's real time, or is it kind of the the same? Well, um, I, I, since I don't really do the capture myself, it's uh, just me being, you know, a sort of a fly on the wall in that in that case and having my clients just happy to have me there and show me what they do because it definitely helps if I know exactly what they're doing because then when I communicate it to my team, mm-hmm. I see it and I can communicate it well aside from the video reference, of course. It's just being able to see it and say, oh, this is what they're kind of wanting to have there. But um, definitely there's a difference um, when they do any of the previous stuff, for example, which is more real-time, pre-visualization, when you're just um, trying to get the, the how a scene's supposed to look like and where a camera should be and stuff like that compared to um, something where, okay, we need this particular scene shot and it's going to be three actors, you're all going to be you know, attacking this one guy and you know, this is how it's going to look. And you get, you know, shot after shot or take after take of that. Um, there is a, a difference in how a real-time shoot would be with a, um, with a, compared to the, um, to the in-game or cinematic side. Sometimes the rehearsals are a little bit more intense um, sports-wise. It could be very intense because, you know, you're talking about a lot of things. You can talk about wrestling moves and stuff, and mm-hmm. that takes a little, that takes some practice. <laughs> um, so, do you ever run into situations? Uh, do you guys deal strictly with motion capture, or do you also work with kind of more traditional, um, I guess, hand drawn's not the best word, but mm-hmm. um, animation? Uh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Key, yeah. Um, now, no, we. Well, the straight answer to that is no, we don't do any keyframing. However, okay. um, with motion capture especially, um, th- there used to be an argument or there used to be this battle between what they would call the traditional animation and keyframe animation and um, motion capture because 
you know, one says that traditional is better or and one the other says, you know, well, this is faster and, and, and things like that. But more and more, we find that it's in the blending of the getting the motions and the realism of the motion for motion capture and then adding on those keyframes on top of the motion capture okay. that produces like an amazing uh, a product, an amazing animation. And that's usually, that's really what you're trying to get at the end of the day is to try to make it so that the audience is just as, as bold over as you are with the, the idea in your head and you're producing it in, um, in animation. And, uh, uh, what we do have, we do have a little bit of keyframing that we can do over the motion capture, depending on what the client likes. Um, you know, of course, it always depends on what the client wants, especially a director or the artistic director. They have, you know, a vision of what they want. So we do as as what as what as much as we can, and then mm-hmm. it goes to them, and then it just um, it just gets added on, and it's uh, an amazing thing. That, that does sound awesome, and it also makes a lot of sense because when I think about you know art styles in video games mm-hmm. that I generally like, it's generally not the ones that try to be completely realistic but kind of add something on top of it. Absolutely. Um, that's you know it's it's not necessarily exaggerated, but you know it's, they they kind of play with it a little bit, make it more than human, if you will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, especially there's a with the foray into the facial. Um, facial uh, capture and the performance capture, which is body and face, mm-hmm. um, we are going to see more and more how realistic and how uh, emotional um, these uh, animation can be. And we, it, the, the emotions are all going to be based on an actor on stage. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, technology is just going so fast that it's now possible to do something that. Uh, when I first started, it was just an impossible thing to have the thought of having face and fingers and body markers on an actor and then suddenly have, you know, five of them on stage. And that's, you know, over a uh, hundred markers in each body and have it all seen. That was something that was uh, a big stretch, like when I first started. And now it's, it's something that is done can be done and the results are amazing well and speaking of like i mean how much things have changed um it sounds mm-hmm. like i mean we have new video game consoles coming out yeah um this year i mean how, how much is that going to change what you guys are doing i would imagine that would make you guys more busy oh yeah um well um actually that's really interesting because there's already uh talk of how um, the PS4, for example, and the the what it should be able to do uh, and show, and how much more resolution it can show. Um, there's been more talk about, you know, what else can we, how else can we push the envelope? How else can we make the animation, you know, really sing for people? Um, and uh, that definitely, there's. Uh, since people are pushing it more, you're, we are also finding ourselves, you know, doing a little bit of uh, R&D and trying to see how far can we do this and um, how much more work can we do. And I'm finding that we are actually getting busier with the performance capture stuff, with facial and uh, body data together, um, which wasn't something even 
usual before. It used to be just body, and now you are or body and a separate face, but now you get them both together, and it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Some of the things that I've seen that are going to be coming out, and you really should watch out for them. And I wish I could talk about it in particular, but I think I'm going to be shot. <laughs> or, or uh, being a queen, I think it would be like off. Uh, my head would be cut off at that point. But, well, if, um, if you're the queen, then you're the one that gets to choose whose head gets chopped uh, off. But so. the people are the ones that control it. <laughs> Revolution might happen. Um, <laughs> So, but the, um, yes, there's a few out there that I would definitely watch out for, especially on the facial and the, uh, on the facial side, it's pretty impressive. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned kind of the turnaround, this is going back in the conversation a little bit, but the turnaround that you guys, uh, try to pull off with the motion capture, mm-hmm. um, at what point in the game making process, is motion capture kind of being done by you guys? Is it, you know, like pre-alpha stage where they're still just coming up with content? Because in, in my head, it seems like animation would be one of those things that kind of gets done at the end of the game-making yeah. process. Right. Well, um, it really, well, you know, with, with the game process, the you know, you talk about the storyboards, you talk about the kind of motions that you're wanting to put in there, and you... And at the start of a game, you talk about um, all the shots that you, all the moves that you even potentially think that you're going to put in there. We're not necessarily sure if it's going to be in there, but it would be good to do it now since you're already shooting anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's that part where um, it's at the start of it where you're doing all the shoot days and all the, you know, the actors are all in, especially if there's specific actors that you want to do the, the moves mm-hmm. and they need to be, you know, recorded. But I'm finding also now that there's digital uh, downloadable content, um, we can also have, as the game is about to be released, let's say, um, times when suddenly we'd, we'd get an, uh, an, uh, an update that says, hey, we're going to be doing a shoot, it's going to be for the same game, but it's going to be this way, and it's like, well, aren't you releasing like two months? <laughs> but then you find out, oh no, it's downloadable content. So you find that you keep going and um, pick and, and uh, aside from of course the pickup shots which is are those shots where which you know most directors probably wouldn't want to happen those moments where you're like oh no we forgot this one shot which would be really great or this one amazing thing that which would be really great we should do that and then suddenly they uh, uh, book some time with the studio or with the production house and say we need like half a day or a day and shoot and do some pickup shots um, so that happens too, but now it's really the, with downloadable content, you're also talking about doing, you know, bits and pieces here and there just so that you can keep adding at the, at the end of it. Awesome. Um, so you obviously mentioned, uh, DLC. Are you guys finding more work with, um, you know, like solely downloadable games or is motion capture still kind of in the AAA realm? Of video games, I think it's getting into everything. I think there's uh, some games out there that have utilized motion capture for um, some iPad games. I heard and some, you know, and and uh, figuring you can out talk about. Those, 
well, I know, for example, that Injustice, uh, Gods Among Us, um, has a, a an iPad game and an iPhone game, which mm-hmm. which looked really amazing. And I know that they, I knew that they were uh, using motion capture um, for their game. So. Um, how much of that motion capture would have been used in the iPad or the I- iPhone? I don't personally know, but it looked amazing. It was pretty. It, it was pretty solid. So um, I think it's. It's. Um, I guess it's like you can use motion capture in a variety of ways, and if you have a really talented technical guy to be able to um, make it come out into the the necessary. Um, space, then I think that you can do anything with it. So you just mentioned like injustice. I believe you guys helped on that one, right? Yes, we did. That? Yeah, we did. And um, I also saw on your guys's website that you worked on like Call of Duty and Heavy Rain. Do you have any favorites that you guys have worked on, or any team favorites? Uh, now you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. We're getting later in the interview. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah, that. All I need to know. Yeah, yeah that would be perfect. My client waiting outside the door with, you know, a bat in hand. Yeah. Um, favorites, um, there, there's a lot of them that they're my favorites for various reasons. I loved Heavy Rain because um, uh, I loved the... Guillaume uh, and uh, and all his his team they were so um, into the 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 whole game they were they they believed in it so much even before it was coming out they were talking about its artistic um, nature they were talking about the emotional quality they wanted us to know what the actors were were feeling because it was that important to them so that to me was kind of really cool for me because. You go beyond, like, you know, the technical stuff in motion capture, because motion capture to me tends to be very technical, and that kind of introduced a different way of looking at it. Um, Call of Duty, of course, uh, they are a huge game, a huge um, partner of ours, but more than that, they push all the time. The turnaround time gets shorter, the amount of work is, is a lot, they they really push the envelope on what they can capture and how many people, and it's really cool. And it's 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 one of my favorites just because they always test my metal. They always kind of make me figure out whether or not, hey, can we do this? Let's figure it out. Let's try to get this done, and you know, we do it. So, various reasons why I I like a lot of things and uh, why some uh, of our projects have been special for us and. I love the injustice just because, you know, it's Marvel. And, you know, seeing Aquaman fight that way, hey, you know, I've never seen Aquaman, never really thought of Aquaman as being a, um, a real superhero. But when he called in that big great white and it came into the room and got Cyborg, hey, yeah, he's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and doing some, some research on you guys, you know, found yeah. out about the, uh, the Philippine office that you had, you mentioned it earlier. Um, yes. when did you guys open that office? How long has that been around? Um, well, it's been around since we've started and, okay. Uh, so it's been there the, the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And we've been working with them and, um, the, the Philippines, I don't know how familiar you are with the, with the Filipino people. Not at but all. <laughs> they're an amazingly talented artistic uh, group of people. Um, they're, uh, I found out very, very early on that 
uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons apparently was uh, was um, sent there years and years ago, the seventies or something, before even we before we even heard of the word outsourcing. You know, um, Hanna Barbera cartoons, Flintstones, and uh, Scooby Doo and stuff like that were being drawn there, and I was like, really? Huh. You know, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really interesting for me to find out, and. Um, uh, there are talented people. They all speak English, which is really great because then the, you know, the lines of communication doesn't get you know too boggled. You know, you don't try to figure out you know what you really mean when you say this. So it, it's really great, and they're a warm group of people. If you've ever met one, they're always smiling, very hospitable. So it's it's great. So uh, you said that that's one of your production. Uh, I think. It- centers uh or yes. that is your production center that is like, the production center how does that differ from what you do in irvine well in irvine we're more of the we are the we are the face that the client sees we are the okay. ones that go visit our clients and talk to them and um uh, basically we get to know what the what the client needs and then we're the one that communicates it to the team so that you know with if you talk about three shifts, at one point, you know, you're going to have to have one person that knows everything so that the three shifts can get to know everything. And that would be where I am and where Nick is, my uh, producer. And uh, we're basically the ones that know everything and we're going to tell the team whatever, you know, if it's a graveyard shift or the morning shift or the afternoon shift, we're going to be telling them the same information. And that makes that that makes sure that the what the client needs will be the one that we produce. Okay. Uh, and I guess uh, my last big question uh, is it kind of has more to do with the, the cultural difference of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you think about animation and video games and all that kind of stuff, you think about you know Western society, the U.S., mm-hmm. Europe, and then Japan, and that that's kind of it. That's all that yeah. at least generally comes to mind. Right. Uh, what are some of the, the challenges, benefits that you've noticed in working with not that culture like have you had insights into things found new ways to do things either you know well actually no actually to be to be to be honest it's um the philippines is actually quite western in its its own self um they've had um the uh 300 years of spanish rule we've had uh the u.s had its u.s basis there for the longest time i um we there's McDonald's there's uh there it's uh, it is really uh, almost um, a Western country as well in okay. that sense that you know we we have everything else that uh, that is here mm-hmm. um, and uh, and in the world and plus you know um, they fought with uh, General MacArthur was one of the ones that had said you know. Uh, they prom- he promised that he would come back to the Philippines, and he did. And they, the Filipinos, fought next to the Americans when they fought with the Japanese at that time. So, there's a lot of influence in uh, the Western to in the Philippines that that really helps, um, you know, with uh, the culture. Um, it's a melding of cultures, really. And so it's not so hard, I guess. A good thing. Yeah, it's not so hard. I guess that's the answer. Well, very cool. Uh, so I guess that pretty much does it. Uh, unless you're up for our lightning round, which is a just short <laughs> series of random questions. Um, okay. <laughs> you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Um, so these were actually created by one of our other 
uh, podcasters, Brian Tyler. Uh, he's obviously not on with us today, so I'll be asking them in his stead. Um, and you just, you know, they're not super serious or anything like that. But who is your favorite video game protagonist? Oh, protagonist. I'm yep. awful. You're, you're terrible. <laughs> you're going to make me admit something that nobody, well, no, everybody knows this. I am a video game developer. I, I help and play de- de- and develop games, but I don't play video games. <laughs> did I just did I just lose my crown? Did I just lose my uh, edge here? <laughs> you might have to return it at some point. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we we won't listen, take it from you. We don't want to be headed, be beheaded. No, so that's absolutely. We won't no. take it from you. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, well, I then I'm. Your, s- I killed your lightning round, didn't I? <laughs> you, well, actually, that might that might have been our best lightning round ever. <laughs> It was the fastest one, but actually I'm going to jump, gonna jump straight to the end. Um, if there All was right. another profession that you could uh, tackle, uh, what would it be? Oh, I would love to be uh, one of the animators. Okay. You know, the thing that they can do with their with, with their minds and putting it out there and letting it out and letting everybody else see it. Ah, I would love to be able to do that. That's just cool. All right, and then the last question. Uh, when this life is done and you come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom uh, and Toad looks over the deeds of your life, what do you want him to say to you? Uh, damn girl, you're a really great queen. <laughs> <laughs> she Fantastic. Knows. All right, I, I think that is officially the best lightning round yet. Sorry, awesome, awesome. Uh, Well, thank you very much, Marla, for taking the time to sit down with us and talk to us about Animation Vertigo. Um, Really enjoyed this conversation, and we look forward to seeing more stuff from your studio. Great, absolutely. Thanks a lot, and uh, thank you for the time. It was really great.